Today is November the 20th, 2020, on a Friday at 2.16 a.m. in the morning. And my topic today is going to be all about my Houston Texans. And I love football. But right now, my Houston Texans are two and seven and i am totally pissed off they played the cleveland browns on sunday and i'm still trying to understand how do you lose to the cleveland browns when you are a better team than they are but you know what we found a way to lose i just don't understand so, when I look at this team, whether we like to believe it or not, we are in rebuilding mode. Total rebuilding mode. And I guess I should start with J.J. Watts because I know he's not happy and I'm not happy either. And lately, he has said in so many words that he's not interested in being in rebuilding mode. He wants out of here. And you know what? I can't blame him. He's 31. He's been here 10 years. Although, for the last three or four years, he's been injured. So, he's been in and out. And he wants to win a championship, and I can't blame him. But I will say this. If he wants to leave, let him leave. Don't hold somebody who don't want to be here. Look, he's done a lot for the Houston, Texas, done a lot for the city. He is the number one draw. Um, and although he's carried the Houston defense, defensive line on his back for a long time, right now, let's be realistic, besides uh, Whitney Merciless, there's nobody else, and he's pissed, and I can't blame him, but just like James Harden, I divert with the Rockets. He wants to leave too. When people wants to leave, let them leave. Don't try to hold them. Because anytime you try to make somebody stay who don't want to be there in the first place, you know what? They become a problem. And they they were and and they will be they will be number chaos. And so as much as I'd like JJ Watts let him leave. Just like James Harden wants to leave the Houston Rockets. Let him leave. As much as I like him too. It's time to rebuild anyway. So, but back to my Houston Texans. Love them, love them, love them. But maybe it's time for J.J. Watts to go somewhere else. Now, to Bill O'Brien. What do I say about Bill O'Brien? 
Man, oh man, oh man. You know what? We haven't been out of the playoffs. Well, we've been to the playoffs, but we haven't been to one Super Bowl yet under Bill O'Brien. And this season has just stunk up the joint in a way that I haven't seen in a long time. And how is it that last year he become not only head coach, but general manager, where he has the hiring power and the power overall to get rid of players or bring in players. And in the offseason, he traded DeAndre Hopkins for who? David Johnson, Ronda Cobbs, Brandon Cooks. Who the hell are these players? And DeAndre Hopkins by himself is better than all three of these players put together. But we just gave away DeAndre Hopkins. And I know Deshaun Watson must have said, what the hell is going on here? Oh, Lord. My thing is this. When Bill O'Brien came up with the idea of to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. And that's reports that they, the, Bill O'Brien didn't like DeAndre Hopkins because he had too much influence over the team. I'm thinking, uh, okay, well, if you're in the locker room, you're going to have influence. And especially if you're not in the locker room, you're a head coach. Man, this ain't no personality thing, but I guess it is because you know why. DeAndre Hopkins is not here, and we are 2-7. and seven. And, and the most amazing thing, he got rid of DeAndre Hopkins, but now he got fired because the team is doing poorly. And they terrible. So, it's, so why he got rid of DeAndre Hopkins? Because he had a personality conflict with him. Now he gone. And I have to say to the McNeil family, when Bill O'Brien brought up the idea of giving, because, I mean, that's what we did. We gave away DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona Cardinals. Somebody should have said, wait a minute. Uh, We are not giving up one of the best wide one of the best wide receivers in the game. Are you crazy? We'll get rid of your ass before that. Before we get rid of him. But somebody signed off on it. And that whole front office should be fired. Whoever the scouting people are in the Houston Texans. Not only do we need to revamp the whole damn Houston Texans. We need to revamp. 
you need to get rid of that whole front office. They all need to be fired because what we see on this field of the Houston Texans is terrible. Besides Deshaun Watkins, who's gonna always he has an edge on him anyway. He always I always said whenever we get a kick-ass quarterback we're gonna be doing great and i can't believe he's still houston texans but now we got him locked up but the rest of the team stink so lord have mercy look it needs to start from the top all the way down that front office needs to be revamped whoever the scouts are they need to be fired and we need to get some better scouts and we definitely gonna have to spend the money look the their family y'all billionaires when y'all pay for these players who as i'm concerned they minimum wage that's what you're gonna get minimum wage play if you want championship teams you're gonna have to pay for it stop getting all these players and they early to in their late 20s, early 30s, probably 30, 35 years old, they at the end of their career. We need to get players like 21, 22, to at least to 25. Don't get no more higher than that and, 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 and get some kick-ass people in here. We don't need no more, the, more players who we need to put on developmental squads. And and practice squads. So, and they need two or three years to really get their act together. No, if they not ready made, where they ready to come in the game and kick some ass, don't don't get them. We don't have time for that. We in rebuilding mode, and we need to fix this thing right now because it's terrible. And you know what? When I found out that. DeAndre Hopkins was going to Arizona Cardinals. I say, you know what? Arizona Cardinals got better for only because of one person. And that's DeAndre Hopkins made them better all the way around. And let me let me digress. If you're a sports fan or even a not sports fan, you just casually catch up on sports. Who hasn't seen the male Harry throw from Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. He had three Buffalo Bill players around him last Sunday. And who comes down with the ball? Of course, DeAndre Hopkins. And helped them win the game. Unfortunately, tonight, well, last night, Thursday night, November the 19th, they lost to Seattle Seahawks by a touchdown, which I hate. But last Sunday, DeAndre Hopkins was all over social media, and rightfully so. And when I saw him catch that ball, I was just like, that's what we gave up. For David Johnson, Randa Cobb, and Brandon Cooks. Yeah, that's what we deserve. Unbelievable. But you know what? The only thing I can say is we got seven more games of the regular season. 
Although we might not make the playoffs. But like I said again, let JJ Watts go. He wants to leave. God bless him. We need some kick ass. First of all, we need better protection for DeAndre Deshaun Watson. If we want this young brother to last for a long time, you need to show up that offensive line. We need better defensive line. We need we need to retool the whole damn team from special teams on down. I mean, we need help. And the other player that I really like is Will Fuller. Don't get me wrong. I like Will Fuller, but Will Fuller is not DeAndre Hopkins. And he is a great player. There's no doubt about that. The only problem with Will Fuller is as long as he's been here, as far as I remember, can remember, he's been injured prone every stinking year. And every time you depend on him, that's when he get injured and has to be out for the rest of the season. This is the first season I know of that he's been with the Houston Texans that he hasn't been injured. And Lord knows I hope he stays uh, healthy because Deshaun Watkins don't have anybody else, as far as I'm concerned, to be throwing the ball to than Will Fuller because the rest of them, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I feel for Deshaun. Because I know if he's, I know I'm pissed. I know he got to be pissed. He know Andre Hopkins. So, you know what? Texans, whether we like it or not, we are in rebuilding mode. So, it's going to be interesting to see how the team plays for the rest of the season. But definitely, it's going to be interesting how we revamp during the off season. Because what we getting now is, it's really shitty. I don't know how else to say it. It's just shitty. And if you love football like I love football, you are pissed off. Especially watching that game against Cleveland Browns. Well, we know we should have won. <laughs> Unbelievable. But you know what? It is what it is. And to the McNeil family, like I said before, if y'all want some quality players, you're going to have to pay for it. You locked in Deshaun Watson. Great. Now you need to go get some young, kick-ass, ready-made, ready to come in, not develop, not put on a practice squad for a couple of years. They need to be ready-made to come in the game and kick ass. Learn the game plan and put their foot in somebody's ass. Because if we don't get those kind of players, I have a feeling over the next two or three years, we're going to get the same results we're getting right now this season. And we're going to be pissed off as ever, like I am right now. So, I, and then another thing. Why is it that every time we give a player away, 
That player goes on to the other team and win the Super Bowl. Look at your Kobe. Look at, uh, I can't think of that offensive, that defensive guy who was here last year. He went to Kansas City, came back and helped Kansas City win against the Houston Texans at NRG, if I'm not mistaken, and then went on last season with Kansas City Chiefs and won a Super Bowl. And he was here last year on our defensive squad. I can't even think of his name, but I know him when I see him. And so, I predict the same thing with DeAndre Hopkins. I bet he goes to Arizona Cardinals and they win the Super Bowl. If they don't, hey, I'll be shocked. But with all the weapons they got, they got a young kick-ass quarterback, Kyler Murray. Murray, And then you got DeSean Hopkins on your team too. If they not Super Bowl ready, I don't know what it is. So, I'm going to watch them play this Sunday and just see what kind of team they going to put out there or who's going to show up because I'm pissed off. But you know what? It is what it is. Bye. Today is November 30th, 2020 at 6.48 a.m. on a Monday. And a couple of days ago, I did a podcast on my Houston Texans because it's a crazy, it's the craziest thing. But after I had did my show, I was looking, listening to YouTube and there popped up a uh, the bench the espn show the bench with uh john granado and lance Erline. and they was talking about rick smith and i didn't know at the time that rick smith was the reason why deshaun watson was drafted in houston and i didn't know that bill o'brien did not want deshaun watson and I'm thinking, I've been following my Texans for the last 20 years. And we've had terrible after terrible after terrible quarterback. And some of them been pretty good. But I've always said for a long time, we need a kick-ass quarterback. And I can't believe the only person wanted Deshaun Watson was Rick Smith, who was the general manager at the time. And I just can't believe it. I mean, Bill O'Brien has been terrible for years. Or he had pretty good teams, but haven't done nothing in between. And yet and still, I just saw a still picture on their program that they produced and I, I watched on YouTube where Rick Smith on the day of the draft when he drafted Deshaun Watson, he was the only one smiling and happy about the whole situation. I don't get it. Now, Deshaun Watson 
just got a hundred million dollar deal from the Manan family. I guess to be here for the next five or six years, which I am so happy he won he got it because he deserved it. But yet and still at the time, nobody wanted him. But yet and still Bill O'Brien, his sorry ass, who's been terrible for a long time and should have been gone. I I said he should have been gone two years ago. Last year got an extension where not only was he the coach, but he became the general manager as well as calling the plays. Yo, bruh, he was doing too much. And it's obvious he can't do three things at one time. And so he could barely be a coach, let alone be the general manager as well as calling the play shots for the uh for the offense. So you know what? And then he was the one, Bill O'Brien was the one who got rid of DeAndre Hopkins earlier this year, which was the worst move that the Houston Texans and the Manaire family ever let happen. And believe me, the Houston Texans will pay the price for that for years to come. Even though you're going to always have good receivers come through, but they will never be DeAndre Hopkins. And I, that trade... I still do not get, and I still can't believe that the McNair family let that trade go through. I, I, I just, it's just mind-boggling. But you know what? With Rick Smith, I didn't realize that not only did he drafted or wanted Deshaun Watson, but he drafted DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watts, Ron Brown, and the uh, Jadavian Clowney. I mean. These are phenomenal players. And the crazy thing about all five of those players, all all four of the five players are all gone except Deshaun Watson, which is the craziest thing. How can that happen? But that's the crazy world we live in. And now Bill O'Brien in his crazy ass, which I am so happy he's gone. He should have been gone two years ago. And we probably would have a better team right now if, if he would have been gone two years ago. And now, you know what I really have to say? Last Sunday, was that last Sunday? We won and on, we played on Thanksgiving uh, against Detroit this past Thursday. And we won and I am so happy. Because this season has been a disastrous season. Starting the season out four, I mean zero and oh. Oh and four. That's how we started the season off. And that's when Bill O'Brien finally got fired, which he should have been gone, I will say, forever. Over two years ago, probably even more. But you know what? Better late than never. Bye. But. Not by, but you know what? I want to say for a long time, I have been ripping Rick Smith apart and Bill O'Brien. And I didn't realize Bill O'Brien is the reason why our team had any kind of success over the last five, probably over the last 10 years uh, since he's been here. Because we have paid the price. We have rooted for this team, and we've gotten close to a Super Bowl, and then 
just falling apart or didn't make it at all. So you know what? I want to say to Rick Smith for ripping him apart for a long time. I am so sorry because I thought you was part of the problem with Bill O'Brien and the McNair family. Because I think, I can't believe still to the day DeAndre Hopkins is not here. But you know what? I realize Rick Smith is reading why we even had some pretty good teams over the last 12 years that he's been part of Houston Texans. It's just now we in rebuilding mode, which is crappy. Because now we got the kick-ass quarterback. We just need to get an offensive line and a defensive line. And we need to get a good running back. And some more help for uh, Will Fuller. Because since we don't have um, DeAndre Hopkins, we are in a little, we're not in a little bit of trouble. We are in trouble. And we really in rebuilding mode. I said it over and over again. I know J.J. Watson, everybody, and the fans don't like it. But we are really in rebuilding mode. So, we're going to see how things pan out on the offseason now. We'll go from there. Bye this time. You know what? This episode is episode number 42. And although I don't even know, even when, even though I'm re- recording this, how do I ever put it on post? But this is November, no, this is December the 1st, 2020, at 9 something in the morning. Let, let me see what time it is. It's literally 10.04 in the morning. And you know what? I call this episode Ownership Equals Wealth. Because you know what? Ownership does equal wealth. If you own it, you get all the resources that it comes from. And you know what? For a long time, people have have always well like I said let me put it like this all my life I grew up believing hey man just get your education which you should do but the problem is you get your degree and you go and work for somebody else for the next 25 or 30 years or even 40 and what kind of wealth are you building for yourself not a goddamn thing the person who benefit from your knowledge and your expertise, they don't live in your neighborhood. They, they kids are going to go to private school. And you've been in a legacy for their generation, not yours. And so, you know what? I'm thinking, what the hell? You know what? My thing is this. If you're going to be owners, you get the wealth. And what I mean by that is, if you own your own businesses, we as black people will go out 30 minutes from our house, way into somebody else's neighborhood, don't even look like us. 
And yes, that we got Black-owned businesses in our neighborhood. And you know what? Every time we go into our Black-owned businesses, we want discounts. But yet, still, in Houston, you go to the Galleria, you're going to get a discount hell to the now. Either you're going to buy what they have, or you're going to get your black ass out of there and go on about your business. But we always want a discount. You know what? We got to realize they got to make a living. They got to pay their employees. And nine times out of ten, they got to pay rent for the building that they, they occupy. So, you know what? Let's stop all this old craziness about taking our money outside the neighborhood. Because guess what? Majority of people who we buy from now anyway don't have no respect for us. So, hey, black people, let's get it together. One of the things I've been thinking about since earlier this morning, when I think, when I thought of ownership equals wealth, and I've been thinking about legacy because since March of this year, I've been following Crystal Evans, and one of the things she has constantly said over and over that her mother um, would say all the time is about legacy. And you know what? I've been thinking. And one of the, yeah, and, and now that I'm thinking about it, I think this past Monday on her 7 a.m. QCs, because I'm part of the original 7 a.m. QCs during this crazy pandemic, she said, and I'm paraphrasing, why leave the next generation? I mean, why not leave something for the next generation? Why do they have to start over? And I'm thinking, you know what? You're right. If the generation that comes behind you has to start all over, the system is broken. Something is wrong with the system. A legacy is something that you maintain and you give to the next generation. If you got to start over every time the next generation comes behind you, something is wrong with your system. And something wrong with with with, with the process. If, my, the, the, the point of a legacy is that you maintain what you have and it's like a race. You pass the baton and you keep going for, well, you, you maintain what you have and you build on you build on it and you keep going and you pass it to the next generation. But that's not how we have it in the black community. If one of us make it our concept is, I got mine, you got to get yours. And you know what? We wonder why we always behind and always struggling from generation to generation. Because we don't have the concept of legacy of building on what we have and then passing on to the next generation. We got this fucked up crap mentality that... If you don't make it, if you make it and you don't bring me with you, I'm going to pull you down or do everything to sabotage your success. And we wonder why we in the same fucked up position we in in 2020. Because we got the crap mentality. You know what? One of the things I've been thinking about all this morning is, and I've been saying for years, you know why other races and other nationalities who come over here, 
and within 10 years, they can't speak the language, but they, but within 10 years, they own, they own home, they start their own business, they, they living, driving, and eating better than we are, because you know what? Their, their own race and their own people look out for one another, and they have, and they believe in coming back and, and helping one another. We don't have that. And that pisses me off. And every time I look at somebody who, who come over here and they tell me, oh, I just came over here 10 years ago. That's, and that's one of the things that I'm an auction driver. And although I don't, I wouldn't advise this, but this auction driver gave me and a couple other people a ride. And we knew he wasn't born here because his, his dialect and his voice wasn't very clear, but you could understand him. And he told us, oh, I just came over here 10 years ago. And I'm thinking, what the hell? And he already got his own business. He living better than all of us. And a lot of these people don't even live in the city limits. Because you know why? They want to live way out in the suburbs. Which is nothing wrong with that. If you can afford it, God bless you. But they don't live in our neighborhood, that's for sure. And they live and eating better than we are. And we still fight for crumbs. I would never understand that. You know what? We always fight for crumbs and everybody else always get that big, always looking for the whole pop. And, and my thing is this. When we decide to wise up, and start fighting for the whole pie instead of a crumbs, that's when we can leave a legacy for the next generation. How crazy is it that we as black people, we fight and we kill and we literally rip, rip each other apart over goddamn crumbs and everybody else, they going for the pie because they realize the victory is in the pie, not the crumbs. Our crazy ass still haven't got it. That's why we still brainwashed. That's why when I think of the Willie Lynch concept, the Willie Lynch concept, as far as I'm concerned, is divide and conquer. Hey, if you keep black people believing one thing about their own race and not trusting one another, not supporting one another, guess what? You succeeded. And you know what? We still got the Willie Lynch mentality in 2020. Because instead of us looking out for one another and grabbing one another and say, hey man, this is how this system works, this is how you're gonna be successful. We so scared, like I said earlier, that somebody we not gonna get the credit or somebody's not gonna bring us with. But you know what? We should have the mentality that hey. If I'm living good, if I'm eating good, I want my people to live good and eat good. If I'm driving good, I want my people to drive good. But we don't have that. We still fighting over goddamn crumbs, and we wonder why we still struggling in 2020. Come on, black people. Let's wake up. Ownership. Equals wealth.
one of the things that that's how I'm thinking about ownership as well. I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh boy. Well, I just wanna say for for me personally on either side of my family. What can I say? They both fucked up. And I would love to say that, hey, man, they left. I didn't have to start all over. But you know what? Unfortunately, I had to start from the bottom up. And then that's another thing. We don't want to start from the bottom up. Look, unless your mama and daddy owns a corporation, you have to work your way up from the bottom. And that's one thing I had to learn a long time ago. Hey, but you know what? The great thing about it, when you work yourself from, or work your way up from the bottom, you learn every aspect of how the company is run and what, how, and how the budget needs to be and what works and what don't work. And so, you know what? From both sides of my family, God bless my, I, I really do believe in generational curses because I think both my both sides of my family would has generational curses. But one of the things I took uh, took notice of years ago, I said, God, if that is a generational curse in my family, which I think it is, that stuff stops with me. And you know what? It's unfortunate that I'm just learning this lesson at 49 years old. Where when I should have learned it years ago that hey, I have to be a go-getter. I can't just uh, be content with getting a college degree and go and work for somebody else. Start my own company, build my own wealth, and then so when I have kids, I can pass it on to somebody else, and they don't have to start from the bottom up and work their way up again. I can just pass the baton. And they can build on what they already have and keep going. But you know what? You live and learn. So, it is what it is. But I know personally, I just gotta do better in every area of my life. No more procrastination. No more pointing a finger at somebody else. No more. Uh, there's no more excuses. I guess that's basically what I can say. No more excuses. And one of the things I'm doing during this crazy pandemic is I'm watching more video on how to be successful not only as a human being, but knowing my self-worth and building a business, because I do want to build a business. There's several, tell you the truth, there's several businesses that I want to build that I'm interested in. But I need to learn and get down the concepts on how to run a business, how to maneuver, because that's really realistic. When I was growing up, if you said you was hustling, People always thought you, you meant drugs, but you know what? If the truth be told, 
We all are hustling these days. One job is not going to do it. You almost need three or four businesses just to sustain your lifestyle. Because in the a, in a world we live in now, one income is not going to do. And I'm not saying I believe in doing illegal activity, but I can almost understand it. Because these jobs now, that minimum wage stuff, they ain't going to pay when the light bill is due, when the gas is due, when the phone due, when you need food, and Lord knows when you need gas in your car, minimum wage ain't gonna work. You need abundance of resources. And uh, that's why I definitely believe in ownership. Ownership equals wealth. Because whatever is on that land or that property, when it's time to reap the benefit. Whoever owns the land, that's who reaps the benefit. So, hey, ownership equals wealth. Ownership equals wealth. You know what? That's why I am right now. I'm all about owning everything I do. And even though I have a college degree in business management, I know I need I need to do more. That's why I'm gonna try. No, no, I'm not gonna try. I am gonna get back in school and get my master's, and definitely try to go for my PhD because. Having a bachelor's degree in this climate is almost having a high school diploma. Which, don't get me wrong, I sometimes I can't believe I have a college degree because I grew up around a lot of the young people in my neighborhood. A lot of me even finished high school. Going to college was definitely a dream. It wasn't a reality. Whoa. So, so, but every time I look at my graduation picture and I look at my degree, I'm happy, but I'm not satisfied. Because I know I have a lot of work to do. I want to own my own house. No, forget house. I want to own my own home. My forever home. I want to start my own businesses. There's several businesses I want to do. And I just want to be... I just want to have enough money where I can... where I can take care of me and my family and we can live comfortably. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be Oprah, Oprah Winfrey rich, but if I do, that'd be great. Or Bill Gates rich, that would be great too. But I just want to live my life comfortably for the rest of my life and not have to struggle. Because believe me, being broke is a bitch. Ain't nothing wonderful about being broke. Ain't nothing wonderful about struggling trying to make it so 